Hey, guess what? It's time for Making Kayfabe with your hosts, Bryce and Dylan. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the season finale episode of Making Kayfabe for season five. It is a big one. Last week, we gave you something phenomenal. Bryce showed you Sting versus The Undertaker. And this week, we have got something equally as big. It's going to be the four horsewomen of the MMA versus the four horsewomen of the WWE. It's going to be incredible. And what a ride we've had so far. What a season it's been. The highs, there have been no lows at all. It's all been highs. We've <laughs> seen we've seen so much. Like I said, we've talked about Sting versus Undertaker. We've also talked about Keith Lee, for example. We've also learned so much about pterodactyls. It's been a hell of a season. We've learned so much. We've 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 laughed. We've loved along the way, and and now we come to the the finale. And let me assure everybody that it's a big one. You know, I I referenced last week's rebooking because Bryce did such a great job of visualizing Sting versus Undertaker, a real huge moment that passed the WWE by. They don't even notice it, but to us that was such a missed opportunity. It was huge. And so I wanted to give the same level of attention and detail to my rebooking to close out season five. And what I, I suspect might be one of our best seasons yet. I mean, we started up a viscera for, for God's sake. I mean, you know, people thought. Exactly. Starting strong. Yeah. People thought you're starting with viscera. How, how is it going to get any better than this? <laughs> and by golly. People, that, that was the best thing, by the way, starting with Viscera, cause then people didn't even see the gobbledygooker. <laughs> they didn't, they didn't even see that stuff coming. They're like, wow, the Viscera is blowing our minds already. And then we swerved them. Yeah. But, of course, I have to talk about the, the master of last week's episode, and the Viscera episode, and the gobbledygooker episodes, and so many other ones. We're gonna talk to Bryce real quick. Hello, Bryce, how are you? Very good, man. How are you doing today? I'm not too bad. I'm very excited about this episode. Because it has taken me way, way longer than it did. It's taken me to, to do almost anything in my life. It definitely seems, it seems like a big one. It generally does. And you've got, you've literally got eight people to book. I mean, that's a lot going on already. Undertaker and Sting's easy enough because it's just those two guys, but you've got four people in each team. That's a lot to ask. Yes. And at the time, we, I thought this would be easy because, you know, me, I'm the steel master. I love, Writing episodes about stables. That's how I close every season. That's so it. I thought this, this would be a piece of piss, right? But of course, in those other stable episodes, they're usually focused on one stable, and this one is focused on two stables. Mm. And so, how do you make these two groups work together? How do you keep them both looking strong or with momentum? How do you build this? And also, like an idiot, I decided to make this uh, last a year. <laughs> I didn't have to, but I did. So I just added more complications to myself. But hopefully it's going to lead into a Stevie Richards-esque level, a Viscera-esque level of great rebookings. That's Uh, that's what I'm hoping. I see you've got a lot to live up to, Stevie Richards. Name-dropping Stevie Richards and Viscera there. I mean, come on. You're hyping it too much now. There are two mascots, are two big boys. (laughs) In one case, he's a very big boy, you know, and but that's how that's how confident i am with this rebooking but it, there is a lot to go through so before we get into the history of the rebooking shall we just get straight into it and see what our lovely fans of making kayfabe have to say about such a momentous rebooking what about that 
Hell yeah, let's see what the KFM community have to say about the last episode of the season. Let's do it. Let's see what the KFM community have to say. Um, let me see. William Russell at Python mm-hmm. underscore 2014 was the, the person who guessed correctly that we were going to be rebooking the four horsewomen. What a guess, so, by the way. What a, what a yeah. great guess. That was a classic one, man. He he was pretty pretty spot on, and I'm like, I don't know how he did that. I was not expecting anybody to get it this week. He, literally, what the second guest we had was William, and he just yeah nailed it right away. So what what a guy. Yeah, he said he's gonna go with the four horsewomen, the MMA ones, as it felt like it would be more of a challenge to rebook them, which makes sense because you know the other the four horsewomen of the WWE are all really good wrestlers who we've yeah. seen them go off and do. Fantastic things already. Whereas really, only kind of a two of the MMA horsewomen have done anything significant. Only one of them is still wrestling. You know, yeah. that's that's a little harder to, to figure out. But don't worry, I did it. But we'll get there in a second. Speaking of William Russell, he left a little comment that said, Never really followed the MMA four horsewomen, but Rhonda and Sheena are both capable of stellar showcases. That's what we're pretty much saying. He used to say that I'm not familiar with Marina and or Jessamine's work. As for the WWE Four Horsewomen, to me, they've always, they're always better as opponents and friends. But I'm sure you lads will make it work. That is correct, sir. We will. We will. Make it work. <laughs> it got yes, down we right. Will. We will. If we can make the gobbledygooker a deathmatch wrestler, we can do anything. Pretty much. And we can do anything. Because it's yeah. all fiction. <laughs> so and we it's our fucking show. We, so we can do it anyway. Hey. Exactly. But we still do make it make sense. I mean, there is a good reason why people aren't familiar with Marina Shafir and Jessamine Duke. It's because you never see them. They haven't done anything. Exactly. If only somebody had a... Unless you follow UFC, obviously. They've had fights over there, obviously, but they've not done much of anything in the WWE, right? Exactly. Unless you listen to my rebooking, in which case we give them something to do. Ha ha ha. Ha ha. Also, the uh, Billy K. Patreon rebooking has uh, Jessamine Duke in it, I think. So, there you go. Yes. I th- yeah, I believe that was it. There you go. So, you should check out our Patreon page. Plug. Patreon.com forward slash making kayfabe in order to really get your fill of Jessamine Duke because she's the most popular one. Yes. She's the most popular one. We all know this. And CJ, hey. of course, our good friend CJ, also has a comment. He says, oh, man, what could have been? I don't think WWE is completely to blame here because Ronda was pissed that the fans started to turn on her and she didn't want to put Becky over at Mania. That's why they had that weird pinfall finish. Ronda has never really taken criticism all that well. I mean, that's interesting. I hadn't heard hmm. that before. I I feel like Ronda Rousey, if she doesn't like criticism, she could just kill the person who criticized her because <laughs> she Ronda Rousey it, yeah. <laughs> is a badass. I love Ronda Rousey. I think she's like a super badass. And I, I, I didn't know about that. Yeah, I have heard that something about that, and uh, but it's kind of a thing where it's like, what do you expect? Like fans automatically reject someone they see as being, you know, this uh, WWE pushed machine. It's why John Cena got flack. It's why Roman Reigns got flack. It's why when Batista came back in the what 2014 Rumble, he got flack. You know, it's because yeah. they see that them being backed by the office, and that's what Ronda Rousey essentially was, as awesome as she is. Like the fans are going to turn on that. That's just how it is. Yes, I think so. And especially somebody who was being pushed the way Ronda was being pushed. You know, the fans don't like that kind of thing. No. We've seen that with Charlotte Flair. Yes. You know, Charlotte Flair is an incredible athlete, but the WWE do have a tendency to kind of 
you shove it down your throats a little bit too much. Like pretty much like you were saying with like Roman Reigns and John Cena and stuff like that too. You know, they're they're great wrestlers, but that doesn't mean we have to see them all the time. You yeah, know? exactly. Doesn't mean we have to like them. <laughs> I like all three of those guys though, but. Um, yeah, but well, well, I, I, I speaking as a crowd, though, that's the thing. It's like, oh, you're we, the crowd. You're, you're, yeah. telling, you're telling us the cheerless guy. We don't have to, you know. That's true. That is exactly true. You know, it's it's the fans' opinions. So that's why if Ronda Rousey was starting to get booed, she should just kind of roll with the punch. Because all those other guys did. Those other, yeah. you know, They've been in the business longer. They know how to deal with it. It's not a wrestling crowd. is different from a MMA crowd. Very yeah. different, you know. Yeah. Um, and I guess you're like, fuck this. I've made seventy zillion dollars. I'm going home. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> Screw you enough. guys. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> you know, I can't argue with that. Yeah, fair play. Yeah. yeah. We also have a message from one of our Patreon followers. I miss going outside. Hey. It says the four horsewomen versus a four horsewoman, huh? Seems like a hell of a match to do. I'd guess the WWE four horsewomen and maybe Sheena would carry the in-ring business. So the real question is. Who betrays their team? Because it's WWE, there's women, there's teams, so it's inevitable. Sasha Banks feels hmm. like a lock. Maybe that would be too obvious. Maybe Ronda throws the other three to the Wolves, turning them face. There's so hmm. many possibilities. There are so many possibilities. I miss going outside. You're 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 a clever cat. <laughs> Let me tell you. I, don't I wonder wanna... if any of that will feature in today's rebooking, yeah. Exactly. Now, I, that's, that's some smart thinking, and I feel like Obviously, we're going to reveal those secrets momentarily, you know. But that's some some smart trying to trying to trying to second guess it, trying to get yeah. there before we get there, you know. And that's those it. are some decent guesses, I gotta say. They all make sense. I think that's but, part of the fun of like what we do. Like uh, when people listen to us, they, they try to guess where the bookings re- go, where the bookings going to be going, you know, whatever yeah. turn we're going to take, and part part of the fun of uh, making kayfabe, I guess. People were like gobbledygooker they're probably going to turn him into some kind of like technical Bret Hart kind of guy <laughs> and you were like fuck that I mean that that would have made more fucking sense though because the guy who I played him was a Guerrero so I mean that yeah. would have made total sense but yeah but but he wouldn't have been able to do like a, a figure four leg lock with those you know his legs and his yeah. arms they were too big he wouldn't be able to like legs. Yeah, exactly. exactly he wouldn't be able to like properly lock in a, a submission you know it would look ridiculous but hitting the guy with a chair he could do that yeah, with... he can hold a chair yeah <laughs> yeah easy you know so yes thank you very much everybody for leaving us comments really appreciate them and we read them all and we love reading them out on the show as well so thank you very much and I guess we should just go and do a little bit of history on the, yeah let's the see what's up with the four horsewomen yeah Let's do it. So, here's a little bit of history with the Four Horsewomen. So, the MMA Four Horsewomen consists of Sheena Baszler, Jessamyn Duke, Marina Shafir, and somebody called Ronda Rousey. Who? I don't know who that is. is that, did I say that correctly? Ronda Rousey? I, I, think, it's, I think it's Ronda. Ronda? Ronda Rousey. Rousey? and Jamal. Yeah, <laughs> I just hear myself say, "What was it? Two, three minutes? Three, three minutes? Yeah, three minute warning. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I already forgot. Hey, dude, it's been like twenty years. <laughs> Leave me alone. Anyway, That's actually, oh my god, you're right. That's like two thousand. It was like, like two thousand something. Yeah, I think it was two thousand three. Oh, Good to be old. That's for season seven. I wasn't expecting that reality check today. Fucking hell, twenty years. Don't think about it too much. Just, just don't think about it. But I know I'll distract you with something else. For example, I'll draw attention to the fact that Jessamine definitely isn't a real name. 
Oh. Jessamine Duke. That, Jessamine is not a real name. I mean, is, 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 is that her real name or is it? I think so. J e s s a m y n. I'm like nobody, nobody's called Jessamine. I like the name Jessamine. I think it's a nice name. Well, that's your name from now on. Fine. Like it? Oh, oh, oh. Well, then maybe that's okay. Yeah. Jessamine. That's it. And now it's time for making kayfabe with your hosts Jessamine and Dylan. It, it actually sounds better, doesn't it? It works. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It really works. Yeah. Anyway, let's move. Do you want to move on, Jessamine? Is that all right? Yeah, let's go for it. Then, won't you? Okay. So these uh, four women that were very dominant in MMA, of course, Ronda was the most popular, the most well-known of the four. She was one of the head coaches on a season of The Ultimate Fighter, and on that season, one of the other coaches on Ronda's team was Marina Shafir, and two oh, of the no. fighters that were being trained on that season on Team Rousey, as it were were Sheena Baszler and Jessamyn Duke. Ah, so they were okay. all kind of together on this TV show, and then they all get the reputation of being kind of killers, you know. And I mm-hmm. feel like that part of the TV show was really where they kind of became friends, and their dominance over the MMA landscape led them to being called the Four Horsewomen. Mm. So at WrestleMania 31, they were sat front row, just in time to be caught on camera. How about that? As The Rock came out to just have some words with Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. Stephanie starts having to go with The Rock and says, you're not going to hit a woman, are you? And The Rock, of course, is a nice guy, so he doesn't. But Ronda Rousey jumps over the, the barricade, gets into the ring, and beats up Stephanie on The Rock's behalf. That was very mm. nice of her. Um, I believe this happened at Wrestle, WrestleMania 31, as I mentioned, which I believe was the WrestleMania well, yeah. where Sting versus Undertaker <laughs> didn't happen. Yeah, that's exactly the WrestleMania, but that didn't happen, yeah. Yeah, well, it did. If you listen to our last rebooking, am I right? That's it, that's it. <laughs> you want to go check that out. It's very, very good. Anyway, so very shortly after that, Sheena and Ronda both signed with WWE. Sheena went to work in NXT in 2017, dominated down there. Ronda went to the main roster in 2018 and was pretty dominant there. Jessamine and Marina, talking about the MMA fighter, Jessamine, not you. Yes, Maybe we course, should yeah. change your name. Yeah. Getting confusing. What, should, what should we call me? What do you want to be called? Should we go for Bryce? I like the sound of that, actually. Cool. That sounds pretty good. Okay, so what do you... And now, it's time for making cafe with your hosts, Bryce and Dylan. Yeah, that works, actually, yeah. And I guess it'll have to do. Yeah, know. okay. We're so, over that. Yeah, cool. For this episode, you'll be called Bryce. Yes. And then Only for all one. the other episodes, yeah. you'll be called yeah. Jessamine. Is that sounds okay? Good. Yeah, okay, sounds cool. good. Yeah. So, from now on, whenever I say Jessamine, I'm obviously talking about the MMA fighter. Okay, right. I'm glad that's cleared up. Yeah. Easy. See? Mm. Cleared it up. So, Jessamine and Maria were assigned to the Performance Center in 2018, and then they were released in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of cuts! Hooray! <laughs> After being signed, Ronda remained on the main roster from 2018 all the way until 2019. When she lost her Raw Women's Championship, and then she took some time off. She's yet to come back. She probably won't. Why would she? During her mm-hmm. entire time in the main roster, the four horsewomen of MMA never really appeared together. That's very interesting. You know, Duke and Shafir would occasionally be seen with Baszler in NXT between October 2018 and October 2019. They made a few occasional appearances on everybody's favorite segment of Raw, Raw Underground. Oh. But all four horsewomen never really appeared together as a group. They were all at the all-female pay-per-view called Evolution in 2018. 
Sheena was defending her. Or she actually was fighting for and defeated Carrie Sian for the NXT Women's Championship after after Duke and Shafir interfered on her behalf. So those three were kind of grouped together. And Ronda Rousey was defending her Raw Women's Championship against Nikki Bella. But they again, they never appeared together as all four of them. Yeah. So I'm like, well, that's a missed opportunity. They were right there. You know, yeah. the four horsewomen of NXT, of course, Bailey, Sasha Banks, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, all four women have appeared together. But again, never really, very rarely as a group. You know what yeah. I mean? They were the face of, of NXT for a long, long time. Like male or female, those, it was really those four were, they had a good shot for being the face of NXT. Yeah. You know, and all four of them are arguably some of the most talented and popular people. In the WWE, they're all four of them are incredibly talented. 100. Yeah. So th- they were kind of grouped together, much like the other four horsewomen, not you know unofficially grouped together, and then yeah, that became, that's what's that interesting. They're two very, they're not official stables, right? They're they're not yes. like established stables, but they are known as the four horsewomen, um, just yes. from fans, I guess. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And so we get that, you know, we all we all know what it means even though it's not explicitly been said on WWE television. Mm. So uh, once the four horsewomen of NXT made it to the main roster, only really Sasha Banks and Bailey would team together. They won the women's tag team championships twice and had a great storyline in 2020 that was actually a real highlight in the low period that was the pandemic era of mm. wrestling. But their storyline was fucking amazing. It was so good. Yeah. So like I said, much like the four horsewomen of MMA, the four horsewomen of the WWE – were involved in the women's pay-per-view evolution, Sasha and Bailey teaming together alongside Natalia to fight the Riot Squad. And Sharda Flair and Becky Lynch fought each other in the last women's standing match. But as you can see, obviously they weren't referred to as a, as a group, you know. Hmm. So I feel like there's a bit of a missed opportunity there. They've, they've been in the WWE. There were chances for this kind of stuff to happen, and it never did. And... That means, as you well know, that it is wide open for a rebooking by the two most popular and handsome WWE rebookers of all time. That's you and me. Yes. I thought yes. it was you and we, me. I we was made it. worried there, but it's, it's me and you, yeah. We made the list. Can you believe that? Incredible. Speaking of incredible, now that we've done the history, do you want to hear the four horsewomen versus four horsewomen rebooking? I am genuinely so excited for this. You've been hyping this one up, not just on this episode, but in our in our chat over the last like a couple of weeks. So I'm very looking forward to this. Let's do it. Okay, guys, strap in because this is going to be something else. Okay, so we're going to keep a lot of a lot of business the same here because WrestleMania 2019. The main event, of course, is a triple threat match between Charter Flair, Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey. Winner takes all for both the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championships. I'd like to point out right now that during this rebooking, if I refer to something as just that, if I say the Raw Championship or the SmackDown Championship or the Tag Team Championships, you know we're talking about the Women's yes. Championships in that division. Yeah. It just saves me a lot of time. Okay. Yeah. So, because you're like, what? You know, Charlotte Flair beat Bobby Lashley for the Raw Heavyweight <laughs> Championship. I'm like, nah, duh, duh, duh. You know what I mean? Okay, so just just, just to clarify, point. just to clarify as well, while we're on the, the kind of clarifying note, if you refer yes. to someone as Jessamine, um, yes. that is that MMA Duke. fighter. Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. Yes, cool. Yes, yes. cool. 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 
next next episode, whenever I talk about Jessamine, I'll be talking to you, of course. Yeah, of course, yeah. Unless we're booking Jessamine Duke. In, wh- in which case, you'll be talking about Jessamine Duke. I don't think I'll be doing after this. I think this is going to be the best Jessamine Duke rebooking you're ever going to hear. <laughs> we'll see. Not hard. So, as we know, at WrestleMania 2019, Becky Lynch wins that match. She wins both championships. Two belt specs. She's very happy about that. Obviously, Charlotte Flair is pissed off. She's a very jealous lady. We know this. Also, with WrestleMania 2019, Sasha Banks and Bailey lost the women's tag team championships to the Iconics. So, coming out of WrestleMania, those are the big storylines involving the women. Sasha and Bailey trying to win their belts back, and Charlotte and Becky Lynch feuding over the singles belts, right? That was what it was in real life. That's what it's going to be in this rebooking. Simple. So, coming into the Money in the Bank pay per view. Becky Lynch is scheduled to defend both of her championships on the same night because that's fair is fair. Charlotte demands to be one of the challengers because she's not finished with Becky Lynch yet. She wasn't pinned at WrestleMania and she wants revenge. Also, she's very bitter. And, you know, you know know what Charlotte Flair's like. We all know this. (laughs) So Becky assumes that she'll be defending the SmackDown championship against Charlotte and the Raw championship against Ronda Rousey. That would make sense, wouldn't it? But on the road to Money in the Bank, it's announced that Ronda Rousey is going to be taking some time off. She's going to go home. So both Charlotte and Becky kind of make fun of Ronda for practically giving up like that. You know, she loses one WrestleMania match and she goes home. Mm. Ridiculous. So we have to come up with a replacement very quickly. Let's say Lacey Evans, who really was Becky's real-life Raw opponent mm. at Money in the Bank. So it all ties together. Why else would I pick Lacey Evans? <laughs> so, also for Money in the Bank in the tag team division, the Iconics are going to be defending their championship against Bailey and Sasha, the former champions, standard tag team rematch, you know? So, at Money in the Bank, we're not talking about the actual Money in the Bank matches just yet. So, we get the Money in the Bank. The women's tag titles match is on first. The Iconics figure out very quickly that they might be out of their depth against Sasha and Bailey. I say they, those two guys work so well together. However, near the end of the match, a masked lady creeps down the ringside. And while Bailey is outside of the ring, the masked woman hits Bailey with a lead pipe. Oh my god. Can you believe that? Rolls Bailey back into the ring. And Sasha sees this, tries to take advantage, tries to run after the masked lady. To get some revenge. That's not enough. The Iconics take advantage. They see Bailey's down in the middle of the ring. Lead pipe to the head. They pin Bailey. The Iconics retain the titles. So Sasha Banks and Bailey are pretty pissed off. Rightly so. We're going to move now to Becky Lynch and Lacey Evans. It's, you know, decent match, but Becky Lynch is obviously taking advantage, kicking some ass. She ends up beating Lacey Evans. And Becky's waiting in the ring, trying to catch her breath getting ready for her second title defense. Whenever the same masked woman from earlier runs down to the ring, slides uh, into the ring, but she's not alone. She's got a friend with her who also has a mask on. The two of them just start double-teaming Becky, really beat the shit out of her. They finish it off with another lead pipe to the to the noggin. That means head, just in case you didn't know. Hmm. So the officials and security come out, and that scares the masked ladies off. But... They have to get, like, the paramedics to look at Becky because she looks pretty rough. Charlotte comes out ready to have her match, but they're stretching Becky Lynch out of there. They have to go to take her to hospital. 
So the the planned Becky Charlotte match has to be postponed until a later date. Obviously, Charlotte Flair doesn't take this to heart. She's pretty pissed off about this, right? But no time for that. We've still got a pay-per-view to do. Now we're going to have the women's money in the bank match. So, you know, this is probably going to be totally standard, but I'll just mention it for the sake of mentioning it, right? Um, so here we go. Let's say Carmella, Dana Brooke, Ember Moon, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Naomi, Natalia, Nikki Cross. I think that's pretty much what ended up being the actual match. So they're all scheduled to be in this Money in the Bank match, but as all the competitors are coming out, it seems as if Dana Brooke is missing. She hasn't come out yet, but Uh they just, yeah, that's probably fine. End of booking. (laughs) Uh, What we're going to do is we're going to start the match without Dana Brooke. Oh no, without Dana Brooke? (laughs) (laughs) Why could this possibly be a success? What are we going to do? Well, Fortunately enough, I think we'll we'll soon figure out this. During the match, we find out that she's been ambushed backstage. Presumably, lead pipe to the noggin. Mm-hmm. But a replacement for Dana Brooke will be found before the end of the match. So everybody, including Charlotte Flair, assumes it's going to be Charlotte. So she walks out onto the entrance ramp, only to be stopped by whoever the authority figure is at the time. I don't remember who that was. So let's just say... Oh, I don't know. Better pick a random name out of the old random name generator right here. Let's see what it says. Uh, yeah. Stevie Richards. Yes! <laughs> fucking get in there. Stevie fucking Richards. Yeah. Yes. So Stevie Richards tells Charlotte to go to the back because he already has a game changer of a replacement for Dana Brooke. No offense to Charlotte, but it could be way better than Charlotte. So obviously Charlotte's not happy with this. She's pissed off now twice. She has missed out on an opportunity. Twice on the same show. She's not in this ladder match. She missed her title match. And she storms off. She gets in her car and goes home. Right? You, you see footage of her getting into her car in a rage because she's going home. Right. And as she gets in her car and goes home, she's actually just about meets the, her replacement in the match. She drives up to the arena. That's how much of a... Like, they could have used Charter Flair, but they thought, no, we're going to go with this idea instead. Okay. Charlotte Flair's replacement, or Dinah Brooks replacement, drives up to the arena, jumps out of the, the car. She's already in her gear. It's the current NXT women's champion, Shayna Baszler. Nice. What a big move that would be, you know? That's awesome. So yeah. she's ready to go. She's in her gear. She runs down to the ring. She manages to – she notices that during the match, this Money in the Bank match, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville were teaming up to try and help Mandy Rose – win the briefcase, which I believe is what happened in real life. So Sheena Baszler comes down. She just starts, you know, putting a stop to this because that's not cool. The crowd are excited to see Sheena, even though she's a heel in NXT because they don't want to see Mandy Rose win, you know, so they're they're excited about this. Plus, it's not Charter Flair. Like we said, the crowd were getting pretty apathetic towards Charter Flair because she saw her all the time. So Sheena Baszler, it's something new, something different. They're excited to see this. Baszler comes down and puts a stop to Mandy Rose and Sonny Deville. She starts to clean house, but the numbers game just gets gets the better of her. All the other competitors start to gang up on her as they know that she's a legit threat, you know. And then, just then, the two masked women from earlier, they come out, they're swinging their lead pipes. And at first, Sheena looks shocked. And the two women prop up a ladder, and they keep the other competitors at bay while Sheena is able to climb up and retrieve the Money in the Bank briefcase. Thanks. 
So she's all shocked until all three of them turn to the hard camera and they start celebrating. They start hugging each other and Shayna tells her new friends to take their masks off. And shock and horror, who could it be? It's Stevie Richards of Viscera. Yes! <laughs> if only. If only. If only. It's Marina Shafir and Jessamine Duke under the masks. How about that? So Shayna, Duke, and Shafir hold up the, the sign for the four horsewomen. You know, the, the four fingers. But then... At this, pretty much at the same time, all three of them pull a finger down, so they're only showing up three fingers. Oh. Because they're all out there without Ronda Rousey. Aha, uh-huh, okay, I see, I see. Three horsewomen, yeah, I get that. Exactly. So next night on Raw, Shayna, Duke, and Shafir come to the ring. We're not talking backstage segments, no pre-shot angles, none of that bullshit. They're in the ring. Anybody want to come out and mess with them? Anybody has anything to say about what happened last night on Money in the Bank? Come get them. Because they're in the ring. They're not afraid of anybody. Yeah, that's right. They beat up Bailey in the women's tag match. They beat up Becky. They beat up Dana Brooke. They know what they're doing. Take a look at the landscape, okay? The NXT Women's Champion stands before all of you. Still the champion. And now, also, the Money in the Bank winner as well. Mm. Which means she's got free reign over any of the other titles she wants. And now that Bailey's had to take some time off, it looks like the WWE Tag Team Division is wide open for a new team. You know, a new team like, I don't know, Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir, perhaps? Anybody have any objections? Maybe Sasha Banks wants to come out here all by herself because Bailey's in the hospital, you know? Maybe the women's champion, the man, Becky Lynch, has something to say. Oh, she's in the hospital, too. Maybe the dirtiest woman in the game has something to say. Oh, right, Charter Flair took her bags and went home. <laughs> Same as Ronda Rousey, one of the most legit badasses in the in the business. They went home. So it looks like the four horsewomen of MMA, they might be down one, but the four horsewomen of WWE are down by about three. So Sasha Banks, here's the suggestion. You're the last woman standing and we have an opening in our roster. You're a boss. Why not cozy up to the new ruling faction in the WWE? There's a spot open. Let us know what you think. Loving this. So obviously Sasha's conflicted. She wants to regain those tag titles with Bailey, But as we all know, Sasha's a born villain. Right. She's she's a heel through and through, you know. I think she's better as a heel than a face. She's just she she's she's really thinking about this, you know. Um let's say a week goes by and Becky Lynch is getting ready to return to the ring. She's a fighting champion, of course, and she needs to defend her championship. She doesn't want to be stripped of the belt. Bailey is still a bit of an ongoing concern, but she's pretty confident she'll be back in no time. Nobody can get in touch with Charlotte and Ronda Rousey isn't interested in talking to anybody. So during this time, Sheena continues to appear in NXT and defend her championship because she's a fucking badass. <laughs> More proof of Sheena Baszler's badassery. Check out my rebooking of Sheena Baszler in season three of Making Kayfabe. <laughs> it's good. Great rebooking. Great rebooking. Thank you. So Marina Shafir and Jessica Duke start racking up wins against fucking who cares because what is the WWE Women's Tag Team Division? You know what I mean? They it just doesn't start exist. Beat- yeah. Right. Well, it, it, did, it did exist back then, I'm pretty sure, but yeah. So I mean, they just, yeah. yeah. Well, okay, so how about this? Dana Brooke comes back and she wants some revenge. So she teams up with Natalia to take on Shafir and Duke at the, the pay-per-view called Stomping Grounds in June. It's not a great name. Is that a real name? Stomping Grounds, yeah. Was that an actual name for a pay-per-view? Yep. In the last like, few years? I believe that was the one after... Money in the Bank in June oh, wow. 2019. Stomping. I mean, they can't all be great balls of fire, you know what I mean? Yeah, they can't all be seasons beatings. 
I mean, that's way better. That's a, that's a great name, yeah. Yeah. It can all be December member or whatever the fuck that one was. <laughs> um, was that what it was called? I think that's what it was called. It was definitely December dismember, yeah, the ECW one. Yeah. Which it's done classic. very well. Historically, but it's done very well. Yeah. One of my favorite ECW pay-per-views. Let's put, let's take Elimination Chamber, let's put Hardcore Holly in there, and let's see what we do for ratings. Yeah. Let's have hmm. CM Punk not win. Yeah. <laughs> let's advertise two matches for a show, yeah. and then see let's if we get any bites. Like, <laughs> let's book like five matches or whatever the fuck. Like, mm, <laughs> come on, man. Anyway, that's for, that's for a different time. That's for so, the December to his memory booking, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'd be a good one, actually. Yeah, we could do that. Like, oh. we're, getting, we're getting ahead of ourselves here. We are. We're talking, we are. About, we're talking about stomping grounds here, okay? Stomping grounds, stomping grounds. Yes. So we're going to have that tag team match at stomping grounds. Shafir and Duke dominate the relatively inexperienced Dana Brooke and the more experienced Natalia. So they really put on a pretty good showing here, make an example out of them. So we're going to have Duke and Shafir go over this tag team of Dana Brooke and Natalia. Also on stomping grounds, the Iconics are once again defending their tag titles against Bailey and Sasha Banks, but of course Bailey still a little bit woozy. She, maybe she came back a little bit too quickly. And the Iconics once again take advantage of this and they end up re- retaining their titles. So now Sasha Banks is getting pretty angry about this, having lost a bunch of tag title matches when it wasn't her fault. So, Becky Lynch is... Because she's a double champion, they've decided, and also because Stomping Grounds, obviously, stacked pay-per-view. So many great matches on that show. Memorable, so, yeah. Oh, we remember them all. Mm. But we're not going to, we don't have time to tell you about them. Oh. So, Becky Lynch is granted kind of like a buy for Stomping Grounds. She, she's not going to be on the show, but she has to defend her championships the week after that. One on, once on Raw, once on SmackDown. That's fair, isn't it? Because she's still a double champion. So, Becky Lynch returns to Raw, defends her championship against Alexa Bliss. We stand. We stand Alexa Bliss. Stand. And on SmackDown, she defends her championship. Put the belt on her. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> and on SmackDown, she defends her championship against Carmella. So, during this time, every so often, Cena Bissler will taunt Becky Lynch, saying, Hi. you know, right now she's focused on NXT, but she's still got that contract that lets her cash in anytime, anywhere, whenever she wants. Becky has to look over her shoulder because she and her took her out once already. She could do it again whenever she wants. Being a double champion is more trouble than it's worth because nobody's on their side. You know, you think you got friends, but if Sheena took out Becky and took one of her belts, all the friends that Becky thinks she has will go straight for her, trying to take advantage of that, get that other belt off her. You know what I mean? You see, all the cards are in the hands of the Queen of Spades. Yeah? You got to know how to gamble before you start rolling the dice, kid. And the four horsewomen, the real four horsewomen, have been gambling on themselves for years. Or more specifically, the three horsewomen. See, it's kind of ingrained in them to say the four horsewomen, but we all know there's only three. Duke, Shafir, and Beasley, they're the cornerstone of Raster right now. Ronda might have made a big deal in the MMA world, while the other three play second fiddle, but not in the WWE. In the WWE, they are taking every opportunity. They're making the most of every opportunity. And soon, nobody will give a shit about Ronda Rousey. All they'll talk about is how legit Sheena Baszler, Marina Shafir, and Jessica Maduka are. And that's because it's the truth. Becky Lynch doesn't respond to Shayna and her taunting. She just keeps on her own path and doing what she does. So the next pay-per-view is Extreme Rules in July. And once again, Becky Lynch has to defend both of her championships and she has to oblige. Which she does because she's a scrappy champion, man. You know? 
So she's going to defend her Raw Championship against Asuka and the SmackDown Championship against Sasha Banks. Uh, because it's Extreme Rules, one of these matches has to have some kind of gimmick to it. So the Raw match against Asuka is going to be a hardcore match. And because of this, Asuka manages to beat Becky Lynch. This is the first time Becky Lynch has been beaten in months. You're probably wondering, why does this happen? It's because I love Asuka, right? <laughs> but also, trust me, okay? So is Asuka now the champion? Asuka's the Raw Women's Champion. Oh, cool. Nice. So Becky Lynch is devastated, but not as devastated as she is when Sasha Banks comes down to the ring. She's ready. She is full of fire, and she's ready to win her SmackDown Championship back. Uh-huh. And she's able to do that because of the beating Becky Lynch took in the hardcore match. So now uh, Becky Lynch went into Extreme Rules with both championships and is leaving Extreme Rules with no championships. Two belts backs is now no belts backs. She's not happy about this. So just to recap, Sasha Banks has taken the SmackDown Championship. Asuka has taken the Raw Championship. Okay? Mm-hmm. So that was Extreme Rules. And let's say a week or so later, the Iconics are ambushed by Marina Shafir and Jessamyn Duke. And a match is set for the next week on Raw. Iconics versus Duke and Shafir for the tag titles. And it's almost a cakewalk as Shafir and Duke dominate the Iconics and take the titles easily. And that adds more gold to the three horsewomen stable, now the tag titles and the NXT championship. So Sheena Baszler once again floats out the idea to Sasha Banks about joining with them. Because now that the tag titles are with the three horsewomen, specifically with Duke and Shafir, because of the tag champions, they can appear on both brands. So if Sheena involves, if Sheena invokes the Freebird rule, that would allow Sheena Baszler to defend the championship as well. Which means she can appear on whatever brand she wants. And she tells Sasha Banks if she joins with them, she'll have that power as well. She'll be part of the tag team champions. She'll be able to appear on whatever brand she wants. She can wreak havoc. More fuel to the fire. More incentive to come and join with them. So, now we're going into SummerSlam. He starts blowing on the jug, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I don't even have a bottle to do it. I usually have a beer bottle. But... Um, so it's SummerSlam. We're gonna have the tag titles defended. We're gonna have uh, Shafir and Duke against the Iconics. But also against Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, and the Boston Hug Connection, aka Bailey and Sasha Banks. So obviously we've been teasing Sancho between Bailey and Sasha Banks, and this is pretty much no big deal for the tag champions. Shayna Baszler invokes the Freebird rule officially. She steps into the match instead of Duke. So now Shayna Baszler and Marina Shafir can easily figure out a way to get themselves into the ring at the same time as somebody like Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. You know, easy. They can score the win that way, get away practically unharmed. And once again, Sasha Banks has frustrated because she's lost another title match when it's not her fault. This is like three on the, on the, on the row, I think, or four in a row. She's getting pretty angry about this. And especially now that she's the SmackDown champion and she's losing this tag match. So she starts to, you know, Yell at Bailey after the match about how angry she is about all this. You know, you can see that the cracks are starting to show. So later on that night, Becky Lynch is scheduled for a rematch against Asuka, 
and Becky is really determined this time. She shows a lot of fire, but unfortunately, near the end of the match, there's a little bit of interference by Shayna Baszler, which cost Becky the title. It means that Asuka, of course, retains the title because of the interference. Now, after the match, Shayna Baszler gets in Becky's face. You know, she starts to get the better, starts to choke her out, and then she starts cutting a promo live, SummerSlam, where she tells Becky that she interfered in this match because she doesn't want Becky to win. Shayna Baszler is going to declare when she's going to cash her championship in. She's going to cash it next month against Asuka. And Shayna Baszler is going to win the Raw Women's Championship from a fighter like Asuka. Becky Lynch doesn't deserve to be anywhere near the title. She got lucky because one time Nia Jax slash Hardcore Holly potatoed her once <laughs> and made her bleed. You know? She got lucky. That gave everybody that iconic image of Becky Lynch. But that's all it was. It was an image. Shayna Baszler is an iconic wrestler, not just an image. She's already proven it. She's NXT champion. She's technically the tag team champion. And soon, she's going to be the Raw champion. And that's the truth. She's going to take that belt from a legit fighter in Asuka. Not from a pretender like Becky Lynch. Okay? Uh So now it kind of makes sense. Also, I do love Asuka. But still, you know me. Any opportunity to put Asuka in. Okay, so now we're going into September. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of work still today, but we're almost there. Clash of Champions comes up in September. And all the belts are on the line, which means I have a lot of matches to rebook. So let's have the tag titles on the line. Shafir and Duke are going to be against Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. And let's have Asuka defend her Raw Championship against Shayna Baszler. Sasha Banks has to defend her championship against her former friend, Bailey. So first match, easy to figure out. The tag champions retain, of course. Let's see. The second match, Asuka against Shayna Baszler ends pretty much the way you'd expect it to in this rebooking. Shayna Baszler ends up winning and becomes the new Raw Women's Champion, like she said she would. You know, and that's her cashing her money in the bank. That's right? her cashing in the money in the bank. But okay. she declared it ahead of time. She said, "I'm going nice. to do it at Clash of like Champions," it. and then she did it. Now, obviously, if this was a stand, like I said, if this was a standard rebooking, I'd have Asuka win the belt and then never lose it ever because she's the best. But you know, <laughs> I got to keep things moving here. So, just imagine that happened, okay? Yes. And Sasha Banks and Bailey has big build to it. You know, we're going to see these former tag champions fighting each other, former friends. Sasha's kind of conflicted going into the match. But then they're having this match. You know, Bailey's, they don't, they already want to fight, but you know what? It's with the championships on the line. So yeah. Sasha's is a bit conflicted. Near the end of the match, Shayna Baszler appears on the, on the ramp, reminding everybody and Sasha of the deal that she laid out to join with them. And you know what? A little switch flips. And Sasha's head, and she makes a decision. She's gonna do it. She goes for the kill over Bailey, puts Bailey down, one, two, three, and then after the match, Shayna and the other members of the MMA horsewoman come to the ring and they celebrate with Sasha Banks. Mm. Oh, nice. Sasha Banks, how could you? So Sasha Banks has turned then? Yes. Oh. So she's, she's with the four horsewomen. Can you believe that? Yeah, awesome. So now we're heading towards Survivor Series. Becky, is obviously pissed off about this whole situation with Sasha Banks. Bailey is distraught. She feels miserable. She feels like a lot of that's her fault. You know, it started off, this whole thing started with the horsewomen attacking Bailey. And part of the reason Sasha switched sides is because she couldn't win a match with Bailey, you know? <laughs> so Bailey's having a real crisis of confidence, but Becky is much more determined. She's ready to start fighting back against the horsewomen. So, unfortunately for both of them, and also unfortunately, for the 
the Four Horsewomen, a Survivor Series, we tend to have champion versus champion matches, right? For example, in Survivor Series 2019, there was like a three-way match, you know, uh, the Raw champion versus the SmackDown champion versus yeah. NXT champion. So that means that for the women, we're going to see Shayna Baszler, she's going to end up having to fight her stablemate, Sasha Banks, because they're both the champions. There's nothing anybody can do about that. Those are the rules. That's what Stevie Richards said. <laughs> He's got authority. And it's a shame because Sasha Banks is really starting to get into her role as the fourth horsewoman. You know, she's really healing it up. She's having a great time. Shayna says to Sasha, dude, there's nothing to worry about. Okay? She'll handle it. Shayna Baszler will handle it. She'll talk to the higher-ups in WWE and sort everything out. Okay? So, yeah, in real life, the match at Survivor Series is Becky Lynch, Bailey, and, Sa- and Shayna Baszler. Which she and Abyss are one. So, how about that? Hmm. So, we're going to go to Survivor Series match. Well, actually, we're going to have two women's matches on Survivor Series. So, we'll have an actual Survivor Series match on Survivor Series. How about that? Huh. Yeah, I mean, it's you may as well, right? So, let's say Bailey, Becky Lynch, Dana Brooke, and Natalia are going to fight the tag champions, you know, Marina Shafir and Jessamyn Duke. And what was supposed to be. Baszler and Banks, but obviously they're busy tonight, so we'll replace them with Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. And as we know, the tag champions have had their own little beef with Deville and, De- and Rose so far. So during the match, they just give up and walk out, take the count out loss. They don't care. Why would they? Nothing to do with them. So Becky and Bailey's team obviously gets an easy win right there, but it feels a bit hollow. You know, they didn't beat the horsewoman. So later on, we're going to have Sasha Banks versus Shayna Baszler. And once they're in the ring, Sheena Baszler tells Sasha, don't worry about it. Like I said, I said I was going to sort everything out, so I got it fixed with the higher-ups, okay? Just like I said I would. And what I did was I made this match a title-for-title match, and I'm going to make it a no-disqualification match. And she says this just as the tag champions make their way out, and they stand behind Sheena Baszler, Hmm. backing her up, making a very easy three-on-one Sasha Banks is all alone. She's starting to regret piling up with these guys now. Mm -hmm. You see this? So backstage, you know, Becky and Bailey can see all this playing out. Bailey is begging Becky Lynch to go out to the ring with her so that they can save Sasha Banks. But Becky's like, what's the point? Sasha Banks turned her back on us. You know, (sighs) why would we go back and help her? But Bailey, Bailey is such a good person. She wants to help her friend. So she goes out to the ring because it's a no disqualification match. So she goes out to the ring and try to even things up, but it's just not enough. You know, the numbers game gets the better of them, and Shayna Baszler wins the match. So now, <laughs> this is where you want to keep score. Now, Shayna Baszler is the Raw, SmackDown, and NXT champion, <laughs> and technically the women's tag team champion as well because of the Freebird rule. Okay. Put the belts on her. We did it. We stand <laughs> Shayna Baszler. <laughs> So, but, but no serious is that that is genius. I, I like that how they've kind of like they've baited Sasha for a few months to join, and then now they've only done it for the sake of like turning on her so she, she and I can get all the gold. So I fucking exactly. love that. Exactly. Well, after the match, Becky Lynch she finally makes her way out of the ring. It's clear that she waited till after the match to kind of teach Sasha Banks a lesson in humility. You mm. know what I mean? She lost the belt, but Becky's still willing to stand beside her her fellow four horsewoman as it mm. were. 
you know. Obviously, Sasha's still pretty annoyed about this. But now we have the three horsewomen of the MMA world. They pretty much run the entire WWE women's division now. And Sheena Bezer once again makes it clear they don't need Ronda Rousey. I mean, it's, it's obvious now. Look at what they've done without her. And that's because Ronda's ego was bigger than her talent. You know, she mm. took up all the spotlight whenever she's around. But now that she's not here, these three horsewomen could take, they could share the spotlight together. So, this is where things get a little bit more sports entertainmenty, okay? For a little bit. So, we know that Charlotte Flair went home a few months ago, and so did Ronda Rousey. So, what we're going to do is have Bailey, wonderful, sweet Bailey, go off on like a pilgrimage to go and look for Charlotte Flair. So, you're going to see like vignettes of her traveling looking for Charlotte Flair. <laughs> try and bring her back to the WWE. Like, we need you, Charlotte. We need you and your talents to help us against the horsewomen, you know? And while this is happening, you know, Sasha and Becky Lynch are going to continue the fight against the horsewomen. So after a few weeks and a few, uh, yeah, after a few weeks of these vignettes, Bailey finds Charlotte. But Charlotte seems to be enjoying her retirement. She's not at all in a rush to go back. So Bailey changes tact. And she decides to go look for Ronda Rousey instead. Hmm. Hmm. So after Survivor Series is a pay-per-view called Tables, Ladders, and Chairs because... Why the fuck not? <laughs> <laughs> Who gives a shit, right? Look, this is all nonsense. Stomping grounds and TLC and whatever the fuck. I hate I hate pay per views that are named after Money matches, Bank. unless it's the Royal yeah. Rumble. Like, yeah, Money Bank doesn't need to be a pay per view. Like, no, that, that's a well, WrestleMania thing for me. But yeah. there's another there's another one of these coming up, which at first stumped me, but I'll get to that in a second. Okay. So t- TLC is coming up. We're gonna have a match, obviously. Becky Lynch needs to get a revenge against Sheena Baszler. And it looks as if that revenge is going to come pretty quickly. So the NXT officials aren't happy with Sheena Baszler being the NXT champion while being on the main roster. As you'll know, the other women that this this happened to, Paige and Asuka, were called up while NXT champion. They had to vacate their championship. That's right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Sheena Baszler has refused to vacate it and will continue to defend the belt. Right, which she has been doing pretty regularly, but still, the NXT wants the NXT champion to focus all their attention on NXT. It's not a outrageous demand. So Shayna Baszler is going to defend her championship, her NXT championship, on an episode of NXT because their match was bumped from the NXT War Games pay per view that would have been right before Survivor Series because Shayna Baszler was busy for Survivor Series. You know, ah. fair enough. So we're going to have an NXT championship match, and it's going to be Rhea Ripley, Sheena Bizzer. It's a real scrapping match, you know what I mean? Rhea Ripley is no slide. She's really bringing the fight. However, it's because of a well-timed distraction by Becky Lynch, who hops over the guardrail and distracts Sheena Bizzer. But Rhea Ripley is able to take advantage, and she puts down Sheena Bizzer, who has run roughshod over not just NXT, but the main roster as well. Awesome. And Rhea Ripley finally takes over the NXT championship from Sheena Bizzer and starts... A, you know, fires a real shot in the in the face of Sheena Baszler right there. You know, he's been so dominant. So obviously Sheena Baszler is pretty fucking annoyed. Becky Lynch runs off. So it seems like we're setting up a match at TLC. Becky Lynch, she's on Raw. Sasha Banks is on SmackDown. They both want a title match since mm-hmm. Sheena Baszler has both belts. And again, that shows some of the tension between Sasha and Becky. It's decided. I guess by Stevie Richards, 
that <laughs> Becky Lynch will get the Raw Championship shot in a TLC match against Shayna Baszler. But Sasha Banks will also get a title shot on that show in a standard one-on-one match. Okay, Ooh. so Shayna Baszler is going to be pulling double duty as a double champion, the way Becky oh. Lynch was earlier in the show or earlier in the rebooking. So at TLC, we're going to have the SmackDown Championship on the line first. Sasha Banks versus Shayna Baszler. Sasha Banks ready to get her hands on Shayna Baszler after the way Shayna has treated her recently. Shayna Baszler gets herself disqualified on purpose <laughs> immediately so she doesn't have to wrestle a full match. She hits Sasha Banks with a chair. Awesome. Sasha's, Sasha's taken backstage to be examined as we now have the Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler TLC match. But Sasha Banks does a thing where she returns to ringside during the match. Now, is she going to help Sheena Baszler, who hit her with a chair, screwed out of the championship? But is she going to help Becky Lynch, who we've seen has, they've shown tension between them. They don't really seem to gel together at all. There's like a, you know, a real like grudge with those two people. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like, for example, Becky didn't help her when she needed help with the champ. Bailey helped her, but Becky Lynch wouldn't help her save her championship. That's right. Yeah. So there's tension. All of this shit makes sense, right? Eventually, Sasha Banks pushes the ladder, knocks over Sheena Baszler, that allows Becky Lynch to win the Raw Women's Championship. Nice. Even though she didn't want to, she helped Becky Lynch win the championship. So now, in the space of a couple of weeks, Sheena Baszler is down two championships. She's pretty pissed off about this, but it shows the four horsewomen of the WWE starting to get the momentum back, right? So, meanwhile, while all this is happening, Bailey has found Ronda. So, at first, Ronda Rousey doesn't want to see Bailey, but Bailey explains that Shayna Baszler has been just running rampant over WWE and badmouthing Ronda Rousey at the same time, talking about how we don't need her. She's just a big ego. All this shit. This riles up Ronda Rousey. So she says she's going to come back to WWE with Bailey to sort this shit out. Right? Oh. So, this is great. <laughs> we're, we're almost done. Almost on page two. <laughs> I'm not trying. <laughs> I'm genuinely loving this, man. I'm, I'm fucking invested in this. This is great. Uh, but a week later, Monday Night Raw, Sheena Baszler comes out. She's ripping on everybody. She's mad that she's lost her belt. And guess who should arrive on the scene? Ronda Rousey. So Rousey just goes straight down to the ring, storms to the ring, ready to rip Shayna Baszler's head off. The tag champion stand in between Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey to stop that face-off happening. And we have a war of words. Ronda making it clear that she's back to put a stop to Shayna Baszler. And Baszler makes it clear she doesn't really care about Ronda Rousey. So clearly we're gearing up for a one-on-one match at the next pay-per-view, which would be the Royal Rumble. Uh, Ronda Rousey versus still the SmackDown champion, Shayna Baszler. Sasha Banks get involved saying that Ronda can't just hop the line for a title shot. She hasn't been here for half a year, almost a full year. Sasha Banks deserves that spot. She got screwed out of the belt. She's still part of SmackDown. Ronda Rousey is part, was part of Raw before she left. It's not fair. But Ronda makes it clear. She's, she just wants to get a revenge on Shayna Baszler, right? She doesn't even care if it's a title match or not. You don't even have to put the title on the line. She just wants that match. So the higher-ups, Stevie Richards, make the match. Sheena Baszler versus Ronda Rousey, non-title, at the Royal Rumble. Big matchup right there. 
big, big match, right? And it's at the Royal Rumble. So you know people are going to watch it. Stomp and grind, who gives a shit? But the Royal Rumble, people watch that one. <laughs> right? Come the Royal Rumble, we have our match. Both women, they go to lock up. And then Sheena drops down, allowing Ronda to pin her clean. One, two, three. Finger oh my style. god. Ronda Rousey wins her first match back. Clean. Easy. It's obvious now that Ronda Rousey and Sheena Baszler were in cahoots the whole time. There's no <laughs> animosity between them at all. They're still best friends. Bailey wasted her time. Bailey, in fact, probably made it worse by bringing Ronda Rousey into the WWE. <laughs> so, this leads to an impromptu tag team match. We're going to have Ronda Rousey and Sheena Baszler against Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks because Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks were like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> we want a match. We're yeah. doing it right now at the Royal Rumble. That match ends in a double countout. All four women brawl to the back. Nice. Simple, right? Don't mess with it if it's, if it's simple. We still get the Royal Rumble to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> we get a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble. Can you guess who that would be? It's got to be Charlotte. Charlotte Flair, who goes right. on to win the Royal Rumble. She guarantees yes. herself a shot at WrestleMania for whatever championship she wants. So she's pretty happy about this. And again, in real life, Charlotte Flair won the 2020 Royal Rumble. It's all making sense, right? This is a story they could have told if they wanted to. Becky tells Charlotte to use her head and be smart about it. Don't fight her, Becky Lynch. Go after Ron, or go after Sheena Baszler, the SmackDown women's champion. Get the belt off Sheena. Get the revenge that we need, you know. But Charlotte's pretty selfish, right? She's only thinking of herself. So she keeps her choice a secret. Whew, we're on the home stretch, man. We're so <laughs> close to WrestleMania. But before we get there, we have we're the, on the elimination road to WrestleMania. Chamber. We're on the road to WrestleMania. But the pit stop is at the Elimination Chamber. Another pay-per-view named after a match. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck do I do with the Elimination Chamber? Mm-hmm. How is this going to work? This, this is no good. But then I thought, what if we fucking go all out, right? We're already going all out. Why don't we go even further and have a war game style match inside the elimination oh. chamber? So instead of like six people, it's like two teams of three. Yeah, that makes sense because then war games already have to pause anyway. Yeah, it makes so much sense. So ah, Sheena Baszler, Jessamyn Duke, Marina Shafir against Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, and Bailey. Two women start in the ring, and every five minutes a new chamber opens. But of course, they're in teams instead of being individuals. So let's say before the elimination chamber pay per view. Sheena Baszler and Becky Lynch have a historic match on Raw to see which one of their teams gets the advantage going into the match, right? So you know what I mean? Like two women start yeah. in the match. The next, the next pod that opens after five minutes will be whoever, yeah, whatever team the wins this match. Yeah. Exactly. Sheena Baszler wins this match. At what point does William Regal come in and shout, War They actually... He doesn't because in my rebooking they fire William Regal because of uh, budget cuts. God, yeah. Hit uh, Ford Stevie Richards. Yeah, well, that's it. You got to fire people to Ford Stevie Richards. Easy. He's an that's expensive it. man. I think yes. I made the right choice. I think. Yeah, I, I think so. Surely I'm not the only one who would who would look at Stevie Richards and William Regal and and think it's got to be Stevie Richards. <laughs> oh, dude, honestly, who who needs Adam Cole, Keith Lee, Samoa Joe? William Regal, Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman, etc. When you've got Stevie Richards. Stevie Richards. Yeah. See, that's what we've been saying the entire time. Exactly. So, Sheena Baszler wins the match against Becky Lynch. 
she's getting a bit more, you know, heat back on herself. And that gives her team the advantage. So now we're going to go into the Elimination Chamber match. The Elimination Chamber match is going to start off with Bailey against Jessamyn Duke. Okay? Bailey does her, her best, but after five minutes, the, the next pot opens and it's Marina Shafir because, you know, Sheena Baszler won the advantage for her team. So now it's going to be two against one. Becky Lynch comes out after that, just as the women's tag team champions eliminate Bailey. So it's the tag champions versus Becky Lynch now. Mm. Next pod to open is, of course, Sheena Baszler's. So now all three of them triple team Becky Lynch until Sasha Banks' pod opens. Sasha gets in, eventually finds a way to eliminate Jessamyn Duke. Becky later catches a sneaky surprise roll-up pin and eliminates Marina Shafir. That leaves Sheena Baszler right there with Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks. Sheena Baszler is pretty angry about this, but as they open the door to let Shafir out, Ronda Rousey tries to get in. Becky starts, you know, trying to stop Ronda Rousey from getting in, but that distracts Sasha Banks, which allows Sheena Baszler to take advantage of that distraction and choke out Sasha Banks. So now it's Becky Lynch and Sheena Baszler left as the competitors in the Elimination Chamber. Sasha Banks has to leave the cage, but on her way out, as she's walking past Ronda Rousey, somebody runs from the back and hits Ronda Rousey around the back of the head with a chair. Who could that be? Charlotte. It's Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair attacks Ronda Rousey, throws her into the cell, then she runs into the into the ring, into the cage, with chair in hand, cracks Sheena Baszler over the head, allows Becky Lynch to score the one, two, three for that team. So Becky and Charlotte Flair are standing in the middle of this elimination chamber and they're staring daggers at each other. Oh. Yeah, I know, it's so good. So next week on Raw or SmackDown or whatever the fuck, doesn't matter at this point. <laughs> Who cares? It's all the same it's all the same shit, right? So on one of the shows, it's made clear that Charlotte has made her decision. She's going to fight Sheena Baszler. One-on-one at WrestleMania. And then she's going to win the SmackDown Championship. Win the SmackDown Championship. Since none of her other associates could do it. Mm-hmm. And they've, they've been having such problems against Sheena and the crew. Charlotte Flair spawns in and does it no problem. So all of the members of the four horsewomen of MMA aren't happy about this. Ronda Rousey wants Charlotte Flair one-on-one after the attack at the cage, Becky Lynch doesn't want this one-on-one match to happen either because she has a better idea. But she brings to Charlotte and she tells the whole world, and this is what this entire rebooking has been leading up to. So WrestleMania is coming up. Why don't we have a proper match to settle everything? You know, think about this. Here's the proposition. The four horsewomen of the MMA world versus the four horsewomen of the WWE world, a four-on-four match, winner takes all. Becky Lynch's Raw Women's Championship against the WWE Tag Champions held by Duke and Shafir and the SmackDown Championship held by Shayna Baszler. If Shayna Baszler's team wins, then Ronda Rousey wins the Raw Championship from Becky. And they're all all the champions. If Becky Lynch's team win, Bailey and Sasha Banks are the Tag Champions once again. Charlotte gets her SmackDown Championship, just like she wanted. So Charlotte is still technically getting a title shot at WrestleMania. But this way... They can all get their revenge on the four horsewomen. Amazing. Charlotte begrudgingly accepts since she gets what she wants either way, right? <laughs> you know, she's selfish. She's like, oh, I'll take yeah. it. And the other four horsewomen accept because they want to get revenge on the four horsewomen of the WWE after what happened at the Elimination Chamber. You see, it all adds up. 
Yeah. So, finally, after an entire calendar year, after roughly an hour of podcast, <laughs> we arrive at WrestleMania, and we have set up the Four Horsewomen versus Four Horsewomen dream match. We've given everybody a time to shine. Everybody has had a key point to play. We've built up Shafir and Duke as legit tag team champions because they needed that. They were the two yeah. that had nothing. We built them up as legit tag team champions, right? Sheena Baszler looked like a beast. Everybody already knows how good Ronda Rousey was. And she hasn't lost a match since coming back. I mean, she's only been in one, and it wasn't a real match. But it doesn't matter. Records are going to say she still, you know, want to know. On the flip side, Becky Lynch looks like a scrappy last kicker, the way she is. Bailey looks great as, like, the sympathetic kind of baby face, the one who tried to bring Charlotte back, the one who tried to bring all the four friends together. Sasha Banks keeps looking like a legit boss, you know what I mean? She's always looking out for herself, but also palling around with Bailey and having Bailey's back, you know, she keeps that side of her. Charlotte keeps her pretty flair-ish selfish streak, you know? She doesn't get damaged by the storyline at all, but also... We gave the fans a break from Charlotte. She went home for a couple of months. So people got to have a break from Charlotte. So when she did come back, they're into her again, right? All this shit makes sense. It all makes sense for Ellen. So what I would do, obviously, you have the four horsemen of the WWE win. The big win, belts are all back in WWE land. And then from here, Ronda Rousey can just take time off again, right? Mm. Like if we only had Ronda Rousey for like a little couple of months... I think we've used her effectively because we built her up to a match. We've been able to put some other people over and she's only had to work like a couple of events and yeah. then she can go home again, you know? At the same time, you've got legitimate badasses, incredible heels in your women's division and your women's tag team division, which is something the WWE sorting needs, something yeah. I've given them because I'm fucking amazing at this, right? <laughs> and then after WrestleMania, you've got the whole, you've got all those angles to play up. You have the tension between Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch but you also have the tension between Charlotte and Becky Lynch or what I would do is have Charlotte continue to heal it up and have Sasha Banks be really angry at Charlotte who only appeared like at the end of the year long feud and now he's taking all the glory for winning the whole thing and she gets the Smackdown Championship out of it you know what I mean like it's so unfair so there's a storyline right there you know it all makes sense the one thing that I would do in this storyline and this is the end of it, <laughs> is WrestleMania 2020, of course, happened around the, the time of the pandemic. And so it happened with no fans. The only thing about real life that I would kind of, because we always try to play to real life and, and take yeah. in the circumstances. The one thing I would legitimately change just for this rebooking is that there are fans at WrestleMania. This okay. is WrestleMania. There are fans. After this, fucking pandemic it all you want, right? <laughs> I don't give a shit. But this WrestleMania, fans see the four horsewomen versus the four horsewomen. They finally see Ronda Rousey's last WrestleMania. This this big, long-awaited four-on-four tag team match. And then they can fuck off to the Thunderdome all they want. You know? <laughs> and that, my friend, is the end of the booking. I'm going to light on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh man, that that was uh, that was pretty good. Uh, Keep it Timbola. Uh. Yeah, let's do it. Fucking. Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, you're like it's shit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like any of it. <laughs> I don't like Charlotte. Let me, let me. 
let, let me go through my notes here because I've, I've got a fair bit. But good Who God, to say that. Stevie Richards with a thumbs up. <laughs> I'm just written Stevie Richards a hundred times, yeah, um, and then like I've I've drawn like an air horn, um, so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, but yeah, basically, dude, that is a fucking incredible storyline to end season five. Um, God, there's so many things. Um, I mean, like the initial kind of um, thing I wrote down was how I loved this—the handling of you know Sasha Banks um, joining the Four Horsewomen, the, the MMA Four Horsewomen, because like you kind of mixed up the factions, which I don't think anybody expected coming into this. That was totally weird, and like the reason for Sasha to turn heel was legitimate too, and because she was sick of losing. But at the same time, she wasn't being fickle. She she didn't turn immediately. She stayed with Bailey because she's her friend. But eventually, they kept losing, um, and just lots of bad shit happened. So you know, you made her human essentially by you know saying she got sick of it. So she joined the winning side, and and then just I was I was um, in the middle of writing that note, and you just had seeing a fucking turn on Sasha Banks, which was even more genius. I was like, fucking hell. That's incredible, and like having Shayna just basically being like the the fucking the ace of, of uh, the women's division because she holds the NXT, SmackDown, and Raw uh, titles, which is uh, absolutely insane. And like um, I could I could see it work as well because Shayna just has that. We spoke about it in the Shayna episode. Shayna has that badass look around her, and um, she 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 could legitimately, you know. Somebody tuning in to watch wrestling for the first time would see Shayna holding on the belts, and you'd think, "Yeah, fair enough. She looks like a badass." There's so, not a whole lot of women that you could do that with, but Shayna no. Baszler is one of them. You totally. can do it with Dana Fucking Brooke. Um, all, all respect, <laughs> all respect in the world to her, but you just couldn't. You absolutely could not. But Shayna has that badassery, and uh, yeah, and um, oh god, what else? Like um, Shayna, I loved it. I think it was no, was this the Royal Rumble or TLC? You can't remember which one it was, but Shayna um, had the matches against Sasha and then Becky, and she DQs herself in the first match, yeah, which is TLC. just. The TOC, I love yeah. that because that's uh, that's just the heel being a genius and like one step ahead. You know, I love that. A big fuck you, basically. But then Sasha got her own back. She and I got what was coming to her by Sasha interfering and helping Becky win. So that's it. Heels, classic heels getting their comeuppance. Finger poke of doom, genius. Um, yeah, loved it. Especially with Bailey, like going out and doing all these segments of like trying to recruit Ronda back to her team so they can beat the evil, the evil faction, and then just Ronda is just part of the evil faction anyway. That was genius, and it's just fucking hell, man. It's just it's awesome long term booking you would never see in WWE. To be honest, it's just it just makes me so sad that like. We can, we can, we can, we've written a fair few stories about WWE now, and like a lot of them are kind of long-term booking based, and like just the amount of talent they have, and they t- they refuse to do anything that lasts beyond like a month or two, unless it's your Roman Reigns or whatever. Like, there's so many cool stories they could tell, but um, but yeah, just WrestleMania as well. Um, winner takes all is the perfect way to end it. It just is. You finally got the. The match everyone's been looking forward to, the, the match everyone's fantasy booked in their own heads, the four horsewomen versus the four horsewomen, and like having all the belts on the line is just genius as well. It just makes sense. It's um, winner, winner takes all, winner takes all the gold, and, and and like from the feud and from that match, from the match and the feud all together, like all women benefit from it. You know, you've got you've got some named superstars in there, like your your big names like Becky Lynch, Ronda, Charlotte, etc. But then Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir, they get brought up to that level, which is yeah. uh, you know good for them. They get elevated, but it's also good for the women division. And like, it doesn't just like in the end, this isn't just a good year long feud. It basically 
invigorates the entire fucking division because now you've got eight strong, um, strong superstars in there with like a great momentum, and you can then use them to build other up and coming superstars. So you know, there's a whole lot of shit you can do there, man. And like one one thing I think you missed in the as in what can happen next. I think there's an obvious match that people may have forgotten because it was quite early in the rebooking, but eventually. The person who beat Shayna for the NXT title has got to come to the main roster, right? Uh, yeah. Rhea Ripley, and then that's a, that's a feud ready to go, and that's a feud exactly. ready to elevate Rhea as well. So, yeah, that's so, the so thing. Like, they're, endless, they're, like, yeah, exactly. There's so many different. Asuka, we mentioned Asuka earlier. She, she got yeah. screwed out of the belt. She could come back in, right? All of this shit makes sense. Yeah. All these women were involved in this storyline, and once it pays off at WrestleMania, there's options. We talk about it every week. Options. They yeah. got options. You got Dana Brooke, who also, she got a tag yeah. with the money in the bank. <laughs> but again, like you said, you can use all these four, or these eight bona fide main Avengers now to build up people like Dana Brooke if you need you to. You could, you right? absolutely could. It's right there, you know? I, I feel mean, we Dana wouldn't, gets we a lot wouldn't, of, like, negativity, but yeah, she, she's okay. <laughs> that's, but that, that's what I mean, like, we wouldn't necessarily put Dana Brooke in there, but the WWE might, like, but you the could. options that's there. You could, and it, could. Would, it would make exactly. her a star, yeah. Right, but you have to lay the groundwork for that shit first. Yes. Which I think we, we did in the storyline, you know? Hmm. Oh, oh my goodness. I liked it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it took me seven years. <laughs> even before making K-Fib as a concept, yeah, like you I had to like, write in this story. Even before the four horsewomen were a concept. <laughs> but I was like, I'm going to make this, and it's all going to make sense. You know, because mm-hmm. the, the belt changing hands and stuff, there was a point where I'm like, have I got this correct? Am I, you know? Have There's I a lot this? to keep track of there. That's that's yeah. like a Excel spreadsheet worthy almost to keep track of everything, so, you know? <laughs> it was so much, man. But we got there. We got there. We did. You know? I hope everybody, I hope the fans liked it. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, But you know what they might enjoy? You tell a me. a little bit more. Do you know what they would enjoy more than something I spent like a, an entire week writing? Something that'll take Bryce 60 seconds to make up, but <laughs> isn't that way better? Yeah. <laughs> Something that takes no effort whatsoever. I'm talking, of course. K-Fabe's really about, yeah. <laughs> talking about K-Fabe Tombola. Why don't we play a little game of K-Fabe Tombola? Let's do end, it. We'll end this season on a real high note. Classic across the board. Take K-Fabe Tombola. You ready? Here we go. Alright folks, a wee update. So those of you who have listened to Making Kayfabe for a while now know what's coming next. Of course, that absolute banger of a fantasy booking Dylan just did was the final episode of Season 5. And as per Making Kayfabe tradition, we're going to take a break and go quiet for a wee bit while we refresh and prepare some new awesome content for you guys. We love writing these fantasy bookings and generally get such a kick out of recording these episodes together, but you all know it, folks. There is so much work that goes into each and every Making Kayfabe episode. You know, you just heard it. Dylan spent the entire bloody week writing that episode, and I did something very similar for Undertaker and Sting. There's a lot of work, so every now and then, we just need a little rest, so... We're aiming for the 3rd of May 2022 as a return date for Season 6, which uh, we have uh, huge plans for fantasy booking-wise. We've um, already got a number of episodes planned between us, which are kind of the, some of the more highly requested episodes. So Season 6 is going to be hit after hit after hit. And, of course, 
we will still be releasing regular content on the Patreon for all of our awesome subscribers over there. So if you're on Patreon, you're not going to miss us too much. You know, we've got some cool shit planned for there too. And speaking of Patreon, you know it, folks. Our Patreon page is live and bursting at the seams with exclusive content. I mean, look at the look at it this way. Generally, a making kayfabe season has twelve episodes, right? This one had thirteen technically, but there are twelve episodes on Patreon which aren't available anywhere else. So you basically got an entire season's worth of content on there. You've got Mister McMahon is ECW champion. You've got Samoa Joe. You've got a feud between Walter and Brock Lesnar. You've got Naomi getting involved with Roman Reigns in the bloodline. You've got Dustin Rose AEW retirement. There's so much and like. Literally, folks, even if you signed up for one month for £5, it genuinely does help us keep the lights on. Even if the smallest percentage of our listener base committed to just a month on Patreon, we would basically erase all of the running costs this podcast has annually. So, yeah, if you're curious, check it out, folks. It's patreon.com forward slash making kayfabe. That's patreon.com forward slash making kayfabe. Anyway, we're not even fucking done yet. Is it time for Kayfabe Tambola, my friend? Yeah, let's let's play some Kayfabe Tambola. Yeah. All right. So after that monumental rebooking, we're going to play a little game of Kayfabe Tambola. If this is your first time listening to making Kayfabe, you picked a good one. You you picked the longest one. <laughs> Steve so, Richards being GM will make no sense whatsoever. Yeah, you <laughs> might want to go back and listen to the, all the other fifty episodes. For any of this to make for context sense. on that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like Stevie Richards, really? I don't even what? know. With, I don't know he was with the WWE. I'm like, well, he is in our life, <laughs> in our hearts, you know, in our hearts. But yes, you picked an excellent episode to start with because we're gonna play a little game of Kevin Dubola. If you're unfamiliar with Kevin Dubola, it is a little game we play at the end of every episode. So because I was the one that wrote today's episode, I will be in charge. Of the KFA Nebula. Bryce is going to have to choose between four hidden wrestlers, four hidden scenarios sent into us by our lovely KFA uh, listeners. You can send us their suggestions at making KFA on Twitter. Thank you very much. Make sure to follow that for all your KFA news is very important. And he's gonna, Bryce is gonna have to select one wrestler and one scenario from these four random choices. And then he will have 60 seconds to tell me and the rest of the KFA universe because it's the kayfabe universe now. Yeah? It's a universe now, fucking hell. Yes. Not All of it. Anymore. It's the entire universe. Oh, it's the universe. I mean, if the WWE can have the universe, we can have our fucking universe. It's a different universe. It's, it's a, a better universe. universe. Yeah. Stevie Richards is king. Yes. And Mizra is still alive. <laughs> so and everyone's just... heard of Reno. <laughs> yes. Former WCW hardcore champion Reno. The best. Style icon. Yeah. Reno. We're all familiar with Reno. So, that's the gist of KVM Dwell. It couldn't be easier. It'll make sense in a second. So, hmm. today's final KVM Dwell for season five has been sent in by Justin Perot on Twitter. Hey. Justin underscore Perot. He has started listening to us with the Warhorse episode and has stuck with us ever since. Excellent choice, my friend. Top man. Love that episode. We, we made Warhorse into a real fucking killer. We did, yeah. But you did. I I was here. <laughs> and TMT was, was very thankful for it, yeah. Yeah, he gave you... Didn't he give you, like, a, a, a new car? Yeah, some, something like that, yeah. Oh, was it a new car, or was it uh, absolutely nothing? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the latter, yeah. The latter, yeah. We're still waiting on that car. 
Still waiting on that that retweet or that that like. Yeah, it's either a car or a like and retweet. Whatever yeah. floats your boat. The like and retweet would be much less expensive for you, Warhorse. You might want to think about that. Yeah, yeah. Because he's definitely listening to this. He better be. This is the second horse we booked this season. That's true. Before wow, horse it's a very horsey. Yeah, yeah, it's a very horsey season. Yeah. Yeah, well, horses and turkeys. Yeah, and it's a stable you've booked. A stable. Yeah, it's stable where horses live. stables. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. There's a whole farmyard thing. We really yeah. just love farms. Let's get Barnyard Brawn on the case. As seen in our Patreon episode, all about Ooh. Barnyard Brawn. You might want to check that out, my friends. Another shameless plug right there. Shameless. We, we have no shame. No shame. No. So, Bryce, I would like to ask you to pick a letter-number combination. Let's see what Justin's got for me. I'm going to go for the final episode of Season 5. I'm going to pick the number 3 and the letter B. For Jessamine. <laughs> like, that took me a second. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> I spelled Jessamine. But it is in making cave world. That's it. You picked 3B. 3B, my friend. 3B. Give me a 3B. B for Jessamine, of course. Well, yes. you'd like to hear he didn't select the wrestlers he didn't pick. Mm-hmm. You're going to wish you had picked number one. Oh. Pessora. Stevie Richards. Aww. Missed out on... Come on. Authority figure, Stevie Richards. <laughs> Raw general manager, Stevie Richards. Raw general manager. Also, Smackdown, I guess. He's both. <laughs> he can do both. Also, Kickstarter, the invasion, etc. Yeah. He's, he's a man of many talents. Yes. Didn't get him. You didn't get Stevie Ray of Harlem Heat. Okay, I'm, I'm indifferent. <laughs> do, you, do you see a connection here? They're both called Stevie. Correct. Do you want to take a wild stab in the dark on who you didn't get for the last one? I can't think of any other Stevies. You, well, you didn't get Mongo. Do you remember Mongo? Oh, Steve and Michael, yeah. Steve McMichael. <laughs> Steve, Mongo, it's, and Michael. It's, just, it's the steviest umbola ever. Who, who's the fourth Steve? Well, think about it, Bryce. If, if it's not Stevie Richards, if it's not Stevie yes. Ray, if it's not yes. Steve Mongo McMichael, who, there's only one other it could possibly be. Who the fuck is... I don't. You're going to... Ah, fucking Stone Cold, isn't it? <laughs> I was like, if you don't get is the most famous Steve Yeah, it's Stone Cold, right, okay. <laughs> you got Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm like, if he doesn't get <laughs> Steve Austin... I've got Steve Austin. That's awesome. Okay, I'm happy with that. But what's he going to do? Well, let me tell you oh, what you he's not going to do. I'm going to tell you what he's not going to do. Hmm. He's not going to accidentally put on Orange Cassidy's denim jacket and begin a personality change. <laughs> <laughs> which would work really well with Steve Austin, wouldn't it? Because he kind of uh, wears a black jacket to the ring, you know? But now yeah, he's wearing a right. denim jacket. Yeah, he just accidentally puts on the wrong jacket and then he's like... Yeah. Instead of hell yeah, he's like whatever. Yeah. He's like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't I get like that. that. That'd be fun. Oh god. Too late. You can't have that. But you'll probably like this one too. You didn't get that he becomes the Dark Order's new exalted one. Oh. Yeah, that's funny. interesting. Yeah. But I do love the Dark Order. We've already booked a new exalted one as well. So. Well, not not new yes. exalted one, but a new Dark Order leader, Tommy Ends. Yeah. That's true. But you didn't. You haven't booked this, so. I haven't. 
Uh, Steve Austin as the exalted one. And you never will because you didn't pick that one. No. And you also didn't pick that Steve Austin wakes up in a hotel in Las Vegas and discovers that he's married Dixie Carter. Oh, my God. I really like that one. I think that's a really good one. <laughs> that is a good one, actually. That is a good one. But, no, you got something much more these interesting. Are, these are very good, by the way. These are, these are free. These are very, really good. Yeah, I'm actually really happy I like, with Well done, man. I like how there was, like, a theme at the beginning with the Steves. Yeah. Like, that was good. And then the, all the suggestions have been really clever. Yeah. I like these this. Are great. These are all great Simpolas, yeah. Yes. Well, you haven't heard what you got. My friend, you are going to have 60 of your Earth seconds. Mm. Tell me, and the entire Megan K. Babe universe, all about Steve Austin and the time that he got into a fender bender with Haku. Oh, my God. Like a death sentence, then. You're familiar with Haku. I'm familiar with Haku, yeah. So Steve Austin fucking dies, basically. Yes. Well, you're familiar with, with a fender bender, like a car accident. Kind of like you know, bumps his car or something. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know Fender Bender. Yeah. Okay. That sounds. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, like, uh, to, to, you know, Fender Bender. Do you want to like destroy the whole car or just like give it a nudge? It's up to you. Yeah. Okay. We need to. We need to find out. Um. Haku. So I'm oh, sorry. So Stone Cold gets into a Fender Bender with Haku, aka yeah. Meg. Exactly. Couldn't. Right, couldn't okay. be easier. Could it be easier? Maybe. But. We don't have to worry about that because we're getting this one instead. So, 60 seconds to do this. Are you ready? You know, what is ready, Dylan? You know, what what, what is the concept of ready? I mean... Well, I didn't expect things to get so existential <laughs> in season five. I, I do actually have something, so let, let, let's go for it. I think I can make a minute out of this, so let, let's see what well, we can you... do. Given the last, oh, for some reason on season five, we've been going well over a minute. So you'll probably hear my phone beeping in the background. If you're still in the middle of a tombola, you carry it on. Damn right, yeah. Fuck the 60 seconds. That's not a rule anymore. That's just, uh, we just say that for, for appearances. <laughs> That's, uh, it's Iron Sheik talking. Yeah. Fuck the 60 seconds. <laughs> fuck the, fuck the jabroni Hulk Hogan, yeah. <laughs> All right. I am going to count you down and then we're going to go. You ready? Okay. I am so ready. Okay. Here we go. Three, two, one. Let's go. All right. So Haku has uh, been having some trouble with the law, you know, because he's Haku. He like ran over some guy who looked at him wrong. So the police have given him a warning. So don't do that again, you know. Um, but anyway, Haku doesn't want to go to jail. So he's been hanging about with his good friend Rikishi. Uh, and if you remember, they were a tag team in like the late 90s or something. But anyway, they're doing what Rikishi and Haku do. They're, they're joyriding um, through the arena in Rikishi's new car. And Haku is behind the wheel and they're having a really good time. But suddenly they turn a corner and they crash right into Stone Cold Steve Austin. So not in his car or anything, just Stone Cold. He's crashed into Stone Cold. And Stone Cold's lying there on the ground, not moving. And Haku freaks out because if you remember, he was told that next time he runs someone over, he's going to jail. But... Rikishi has an idea. So Rikishi says, listen, friend, don't worry. I've got this. <laughs> we will just tell everyone it was me. You get yourself out of there. I'll ask Mr. McMahon to fire you. I'll say I did it for The Rock. And we'll forget yes. this all happened. It'll blow it onto the carpet. And yeah, if, if you go back to the WWE Network and see what happened around uh, Stone Cold's return in like, what, 2000, 2001? Then you'll see that's exactly what happened. It's not even a tombola. It's just real life. I'm telling you real what life. WWE didn't tell you. So that's the story of Haku getting into a fender bender with Stone Cold. 
can't believe you were able to turn that around. I mean, it's yeah, I mean, Stone Cold and a fender bender, he got hit by a car. That's like the storyline, right? So, yeah. I, I should have seen a couple. It wasn't until like halfway through where I'm like, where's he going with this? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> and then the car. Oh my goodness. <laughs> You're too good. You're just too good. You I'm see that? Not that I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty proud of that. Justin, you did your best to stump Bryce. And my goodness, he just came out swinging. Thank you very much to Justin Pro for sending that one in. Really appreciate it. And... Like we said, all of these tombolas have been sent in by the lovely, lovely Kayfabe Universe. Kayfabe multi, multi universe. Multiverse. Inter- inter- intergalactic, planetary intergalactic universe. Multiverse. Uh, yes. Yeah, exactly. So, thank you very much. Remember to stay following our Twitter page. If you want to send us some more tombolas for next season, you can do that at Making Kayfabe on Twitter and also on Instagram or makingkayfabe at gmail.com we can take suggestions there as well but we want to say thank you very much for sending those in and let's wrap things up shall we so that's another season in the books my friend that's another season done that's the fifth season man it's incredible you believe that it's five really, seasons over 60 episodes isn't that wild like it's it, it, it this probably sounds like such a cliche to say but it really does feel like only yesterday Whenever we yeah. started doing this, you know, we're like, yeah, we'll do this for a laugh. And then now we're in season five. We're going into season six. Yeah. And it's season six. It's, uh, yeah, we're, we're doing this for a laugh. And then, um, people started actually listening. And then, you know, we kind of, uh, oh, oh shit, we need to make more of these. So <laughs> that's, uh, how we ended up here. So yeah, obviously I want to thank our listeners for supporting us wherever you joined us in season one, two, three, or five. Um, you know, it's been awesome just to be able to entertain you guys for, for, um, the last, God, year, year plus now, almost two years, right? Pretty much. Yeah, almost yeah. two years, yeah. Yeah, crazy, crazy how time flies. But it's been a blast, man. We've had so much fun, and this season has been with so many. Like, I don't want to toot our own horns, but we're already started. So many good ones this season, and like Bryce said, season six, we've been racking our brains trying to think up the most, like, top class. If you thought the ones that we got, you thought Viscera was good, will you see? <laughs> we're gonna be bringing you. In season six, the stuff that people really want to hear about, really big rebookings that, you know, that the people have just been gobsmacked. It hasn't already happened. We're going to try and bring that into the universe. Season six. That's it, folks. That's it. That's season six, like, uh, you know, we've had a, had a bit of fun this season with the Gooker and, and Viscera and um, a few others, but next season we're, we're planning on the, the, the big ones, like the kind of main events, the ones that people, you know, say, like that one says, why hasn't this happened? Or, you know, the biggest missed opportunities ever. So got some really cool shit planned for that, which you're really going really gonna to enjoy, folks. I can't wait to start writing. It's going to be amazing. Really quick, Bryce, if you want to just um, remind everybody when we're coming back. It'll be at the beginning of May, I believe, isn't it? Yes, we're back on the 3rd of May 2022, folks. So just over three months, basically. Um, you know, a standard kind of break for us, just for us to, yeah, just to refresh and, um, you know, and um, take, take a little break before we start coming back and uh, getting these awesome rebookings done, folks. So thank you for your patience over the next few months. There is the Patreon page. I know we plug it all the time, folks. I know you're probably sick of us saying, but thing up there helps us out. You get some awesome bookings back for your money. And um, yeah, it's um, it's what you can listen to while we're gone, I think, because 12 episodes will cover you 12 weeks, which, you know, carries you nicely over the bridge to season six. So yeah, if you if you fancy it, folks, patreon.com forward slash making kayfabe. That's patreon.com forward slash making kayfabe. Plus, in between now and May, there will be new rebuckets going up every month. 
there'll always be some new stuff for you to check out. So I think it's worth your your time and attention. Just even check it out and give it a little share around, let the people know. But I think we've taken up enough of your time today. Mm. We've really done a number. I'm getting sleepy. Mm, that's a long episode. That's, that's a good close to season five. Yeah. A fucking brilliant storyline, massive long-term booking, epic rewarding finish, you know, um, you know, and uh, a fucking just, I don't want to take my own horn, but a great tumbola to finish it off as well. I so agree. Thank you to that's, Justin for that. Uh, that was great. That's it. We, we wanted to give you guys a, a really good fitting finale for what's been an amazing season. You guys deserve it. You guys have been so good to us. Uh, we wanted to re- return the favor, which I think we've done with this one and the Sting Undertaker one. And all the ones from season five, really. I think we've done a really good job. But, uh, yeah, that's it. And if not, you want to say? Just thanks, guys. And uh, we'll see you in a few months. Yes. Thank you very much, guys. We love you. We will see you soon. Goodbye. <laughs>